0: Well, good evening, everybody. It's Chris here from the Whistle Stop Cafe in Muir, Alberta. And I am in Muir, Alberta at my house in my office. We just got back from Calgary. Actually, we just got back from the Whistle Stop Cafe. We had some chores to do, of course, because we're gone for the weekend. And as you can see, I left my glasses at Carrie's house. So now i got to try and do this with my contacts. So it's going to be more difficult for me to read the comments because I'm old. Anyhow, guess what? was a good weekend. It was a great weekend. Uh, as you already may know, uh, I attended the United Conservative Party annual general meeting with my girlfriend Carrie and my other girlfriend Carrie and his girlfriend Vicky um, and 3,782 other people. Pretty amazing for a political convention, right? Yeah, it was awesome. Now, um, before you start screaming from the rooftops asking why am I promoting a political party, uh, I just want to make something very, very clear. So as most of you know, I am. Yes, Steve, we're all getting old for sure. You're older than me, though. Just don't forget. Don't forget that. Uh, while, while I am the CEO of the Alberta Prosperity Project, an educational society uh, with the intentions of educating, inspiring and informing Albertas uh, Albertans as to the merits and benefits of Alberta independence and Alberta sovereignty. I am also an individual and I participate in democracy. Uh, I am a member of the United Conservative Party. I'm a member of the Independence Party of Alberta. And I'm not actually sure if I'm still a member of the Wildrose Independence Party of Alberta or not. I think that may have expired. That's okay. My point is uh, I am an individual and I am members, a member of political parties because that's what we're supposed to do. And I do participate in things like the annual general meetings of those parties because I want my voice to be heard. That's my duty. That's my responsibility. It's a it's a it's a democratic, it's a right, but it's also a responsibility. So um I will do that. And nobody is ever going to change my mind by saying things like, Oh, I'm just a shill. No, I'm not a shill. I'm participating in the democracy that we have because that's what we're supposed to do. Anyhow. So let me tell you what happened in Calgary this weekend. So at the annual general meeting, uh, the United Conservative Party voted on some policy and governance resolutions, and most of it passed. And they passed by, almost all of them passed, like almost unanimously. It was pretty wild. Um, There were a few policy resolutions that were very close and had to be counted, but for the most part, Like it was a sea of green cards everywhere you looked. I mean, like the yes cards. Uh, So that tells you that, you know, even though there were some liberal minded people, there was even some NDP folks I noticed in there. um, Even they agreed with some of the policies that were put forth. So that was that was pretty cool. So the Internet is already exploding. There's already people saying, oh, well, it's just party policy. That doesn't mean anything. It might not make its way into government. That's true. Did you know that? Fo- did you know that, folks? Uh, political parties have policy. Let's back this up a second. Um, I'm going to explain some things to you, and actually, this is exactly why, at the next AGM, I'm going to have some sort of a resolution that I'm going to put forth, uh, requiring civics to be put into the Alberta curriculum for for students, so they know these things. Anyhow. A political party is just the sum of its members. That's all it is. It's a group of like-minded people who are coming together for common cause. Um, That doesn't mean they're the government. So the government isn't a party and the party isn't the government. A political party puts forth candidates to sit in seats of government. When they win their seat and become an MLA, they are part of the government. That doesn't mean that the party is the government. So party policy is that's what the membership of the party is saying they want the people within that party to pursue including the elected uh representatives the mlas so if the party says for instance we are going to um we want to make sure that parents have the final say and final authority over what their kids learn um, they expect that the legislate legislators are going to do things within government to achieve that goal you see what i'm saying now while they're not required to what we've shown is that if our legislators aren't doing things to our benefit they're not making laws on our behalf that we want them to make we'll fire them and if you don't believe me you can ask my good friend jason kenney Um, he resigned with only a 51 percent approval or a 51 percent Yes, vote for his leadership review. And you know what? If our legislators do that, if the if the current MLAs decide that they want to ignore the policy that the grassroots of the party have put forth, uh, we'll fire them too, because that's what we're doing. We're showing up. We're using our voices. We're participating in democracy, and we're holding our elected officials accountable, which is exactly what we should be have uh, what we should have been doing the entire time. We made a huge, huge mistake through COVID. It was a very steep learning curve for many of us. The governing party in this province went from a membership of 130,000 to like 8,000 because people were so pissed off with what was happening. So you know what happened? All of the people who wanted something different left and they stopped showing up and they stopped participating. And those who were happy with the status quo and benefiting from the situation that Alberta found herself in, they had reign they were they were the lunatics uh, ruling the asylum that was the wrong thing to do what we should have done is brought more people to stand with us more people to show up and change these things we didn't do that but that changed we started doing that and now we're kind of empowered because we know that's what you have to do so uh the party policy, a lot of party policy passed uh, some passed that I didn't agree with in particular, one passed uh, basically saying that the government of Alberta will make sure that cash is always an option um, because we saw what happened uh, with the digital system during the convoy bank accounts were frozen, people could't access their money their money there's still people who have their bank accounts frozen and can't access their money. If we were guaranteed that we could always use cash, that wouldn't be as much of a problem. The problem with that is, as you know, currency is a federal issue. Now Alberta can do things like uh, we can say, "Hey, you know, our business is here. You guys got to take cash. You have to accept cash because it's the currency, and and we're not gonna, you're not gonna decide how people can pay. You just have to take currency." We can also do things like um, strengthen the separation between the federal government and our provincial lending institutions, our provincial banks, we can do things like that. But at the end of the day, we really have no control over currency. But Albertans want control over the currency. They want to know that they will be able to use cash if they see fit. What does that tell you? That tells you we need to change something federally, right? That tells you that Alberta wants to be sovereign in that area. Well, guess what, folks? The only way Alberta can be sovereign in the area of currency is to be independent. Thank goodness there's an organization educating, inspiring and informing Albertans as to the benefits and merits of independence. Because I saw a lot of things and I heard a lot of voices at that AGM demanding things that only an independent Alberta could give them. And that tells me that Alberta is just about ready. They might just not know it. Thank goodness there's an educational society helping with that. Um, you may have seen online the attacks are already starting. there's a there's personal attacks against uh, me, against David Parker, against Dennis Moldry, against all sorts of other people who simply did their democratic duty and showed up and used their voices to direct uh, what they wanted to see happen in government. And you're gonna see more of it. Uh, already you're seeing pundits and journalists attacking some of the policy. Uh, you're seeing just these silly little things on Facebook. for instance, I saw, Somebody posted a picture of a a, a pizza receipt that said, um, in, in instructions, don't touch the seat, don't take away the CPP. I've seen people saying, don't take away my pension. I work for that. Um, and they're saying these things because the attacks against the government pulling back control of certain things back to the province where it belongs. Uh, the attacks are coming from the opposition because they really don't have anything but that. They don't have facts to go on. They just have these, you know, a meme or something like that. For instance, while we're on the topic of the of the Alberta pension plan, um, I I watched a video of Rachel Notley. Oh, it was terrible. It was terrible. And she was talking about how Daniel Smith needed to do something, admit when she's wrong and she's wrong about the pension plan, blah, 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 blah. Well, guess what? It wasn't Daniel Smith who did the um, the, the, the book work and the research into the pension plan. It was a third party consulting firm that actually did this. And they're the ones that came up with the numbers. They're the ones that presented this, presented this to the government. They're the ones that said, OK, if Alberta manages its own pension plan, we're going to be Um, it'll be $3 billion a year less to fund. Uh, We're entitled to $343 billion of the current CPP fund. These are the numbers. It wasn't our government that did that. It was an independent contractor. And maybe there'll be another one. I don't know. But my point is the attacks that you're seeing are happening because they can't stand the truth. All they can do is attack and attack personally. I saw another comment, uh, actually, I believe it was on one of my uh, Facebook feeds, and it was somebody saying, uh, in, in response to the policy resolution that passed, saying that the government of Alberta will not support uh, solar installations on class one, two or three farmland. They said, how dare you tell me what I can do with my land? Well, sure but maybe you should read the policy resolutions before you say those things. What the resolution says is that the Alberta government won't support or subsidize solar installations on Class 1, 2, and 3 farmland. Now, for those of you who don't know, Class 1, 2, and 3 farmland, that's the best farmland for growing food, and I think we need food. As a matter of fact, we'll die without it. So why in the hell would we want to use up our good farmland Installing unsustainable energy generation, not being able to grow food there, potentially having problems, which I mean, that's we didn't know that uh, when we were wildcatting oil wells uh, 40, 50 years ago that we were going to have a problem cleaning them up. Now, did we? Well, we're facing that problem because we didn't act responsibly. Well, now the government wants to act responsibly and say, hey, you know, we need to put a pause on these uh, renewable energy installations, although. They really dropped the ball on that, sorry to say, because there's a lot of other good um, industry that's labeled renewable that's on pause as well, but that's another story. We don't wanna run into a situation where we have uh, tens of thousands of acres of good farmland covered in solar panels that eventually will need to be replaced or removed, cleaned up, um, have the potential to break and release heavy metals into the ground, which would make the farmland Uh, less usable or unusable for growing food. We don't want to have those problems. So we're saying, you know, if you want to put solar panels on your own farmland, fill your boots, get your permits, do your thing, whatever. It's your land. But don't expect the government to help you pay for it because we don't believe that we should be using arable land, farmable land for virtue signaling energy installations that are far, far less efficient than what we should be using, which is natural gas and coal. Yes, I said it, coal. We should be using coal, more of it. We should open all the coal plants back up. Yes, I said it. Um, there was some more, what were the other ones? Let's. Uh, I'm gonna share the screen here. Where is it? You see people could policy resolutions. What do we got here? Uh, hopefully you can read that. There were a few that didn't pass. Uh, there was a couple re- policy resolutions saying that uh, MLAs or government staff uh, family members couldn't be on constituency association boards uh, or and there's another one that was talking about the provincial board. now those ones didn't pass and it's a good thing they didn't because had they passed uh, our newly elected board there would have been four at least four of them who were who would have been uh, removed and then there would have been appointees there wouldn't have been any democratic process replacing them. And so while I agree with the intent of those resolutions, I'm happy they didn't pass because they would have bit us in the ass. Anyhow, uh, where are we here? It's governance. I was going to go through them all, but it's late and I'm tired. It says uh, 9.14, but I think it's actually 10.14 because daylight savings time jumped up on us here voting members. There was a lot. There was uh, the first sitting was like two and a half hours and the next one was three hours. So there was a resolution that didn't pass that said that there couldn't be a leadership review in the year before an election. And I didn't like that one because had that been in place uh, a year ago, then we wouldn't have been able to remove Jason Kenney. And that wouldn't have been great. I believe this one also didn't fa- didn't pass. It said each member shall be issued with a membership card upon payment of the membership fee and membership approval. Basically, what it's saying is uh, the resolution said, we want people to be able to have a, a physical membership card for for the UCP that they can look at if they want one problem with this resolution is it said each member shall be issued. Um, and it was unclear and ambiguous. So It's going to have to be fixed for next year or maybe at an SGM, who knows? Anyway, good idea to have a physical card. But a bad idea to have uh, the wording not done properly because, uh, you know, words matter. This one said that the president of uh, CA has to be uh, a party member for 180 days. I don't think that one passed either. Here we go. Resolution number one. This one was great defend Alberta's economy and autonomy by opposing all attempts by the federal government to oppose net zero by 2035. That one passed almost unanimously. There was a handful of red cards showed up at the no vote, um, but it was very loud uh, yes to this resolution. That was fantastic. Resolution two, Uh, The United Conservative Party believes the government about Alberta should protect an individual's right to free expression. This one was fantastic as well. And again, almost unanimous. Actually, it was the same red cards popped up in this uh, vote as the last one. So get this. Recent events saw Albertans being censored for their scientific, personal and or religious beliefs regarding government policies because there was a perceived societal benefit to do so. Our prime minister, chief medical officers, healthcare authorities, the media, employers, unions, police, military, border security, schools, universities, businesses, and many other people in positions of authority took it upon themselves to censor, isolate, vilify, place on leave of absence without pay, and or outright fire people that did not ascribe to their government's policy of the day. Many professionals, highly educated individuals, and or concerned, critical thinking citizens were censored, ridiculed, and or otherwise ignored. For simply speaking out against and/or not accepting the the preferred government position on a subject, uh, and that may or may not have been correct, and such action on their part is reprehensible. Albertans were singled out and made to suffer hardships for no other reason than their beliefs were different from the authority authorities in question. Do you remember that? I certainly do, because I was one of those voices. Uh, But at least I wasn't in a position where I lost my job. Anyhow, that one passed with claps and cheers because. Our doctors, scientists, educators should be able to speak their minds. If they can't speak their minds, how in the world are we ever going to get anywhere and debate anything? Like it's so that that's so such basic democratic thinking to not censor people's voices when they're sharing their opinions on these types of subject. Um, it's amazing that it even had to be brought up, but it did. This is another great one uh the uh, the UCP believes that the government of Alberta should protect a medical pra- practitioner's right to research, speak, and write and protect medical doctors and all healthcare professionals from having their license to practice threatened for public- publicly expressing professional medical opinions in any public setting. Do you remember that? Do you remember seeing doctors in front of kangaroo courts because they they dared to give their professional medical opinion? Now I want to remind you that doctors, they go through the same schooling. They have the same bar set for them for for knowledge and performance. And yet, those who had an opinion that hey, maybe we should do something different, were vilified and fired from their jobs. And those who licked the government's boots and just went along to get along, they were rewarded. How fair is that? In a free and democratic society, um, free debate is like it's it's the cornerstone of democracy. How can we expect to peacefully coexist? Uh, find the best, best path forward if we can't even debate stuff like this. If this policy makes its way into legislation, which it absolutely should, they all should, this will change the face of Alberta and make Alberta the best place to seek medical care. It'll be the best place to be employed as a health professional. And Albertans will benefit for it. This one was fantastic oh uh, well, here's another one the united conservative party believes the government of alberta should protect an individual's right to inform consent decisions regarding their own body remember that time when the government told you that you had to take a medical intervention that was neither um, proven to be safe nor effective was recently put on the market and we really had no idea whether it was going to work or not you remember that do you remember when they coerced you with million dollar lotteries or told you that you couldn't go to a restaurant unless you did these things do you remember when? federal uh, regulated employers uh, told everybody that they had to do this in order to keep their jobs yeah well guess what they were forcing people into a position where they had to do something without informed consent there was nothing on the back of that information uh, pamphlet there was no way to be informed and as we saw uh, before Any opposing views or debate on the subject was shut down, vilified, censored. This was fantastic. This is the uh, cash one that I mentioned earlier, or did I write about it? I can't remember. Ah, here's one. This one's going to take a lot of heat. The UCP is going to be called racist. The right-leaning people or freedom-minded individuals are going to be called racist because of this, but that is a... outright lie. The UCP believes the government Alberta should ban post-secondary institutions from the use of race as a factor in any admissions program or procedure. No more racist entry uh, criteria in our universities. Many of these universities are publicly funded. Our tax dollars are used there. And The UCP members have said, we will no longer allow our educational institutions to be racist. If they tell uh, uh, a Caucasian person that, well, you you can't be admitted with those grades. And then they tell a non-Caucasian person that they can be admitted because, or with with those same grades, that's racist. And we shouldn't be doing that. It doesn't benefit either party. And as a matter of fact, Policies like that, all they do is increase the amount of division and racism in our society. And we don't want any of it. And uh, there was a lot of non-Caucasian support for this as well, because, you know, everybody's tired of this BS. Now it's party policy. And we expect our legislators to act on party policy. Uh, the UCP believes the government of Alberta should protect an individual's right to privacy and confidentiality of their healthcare information. We fired a premier who told Albertans that they had to disclose their medical information in order to go have a hamburger. At one point, the government and Alberta Health Services told me that I had to ask people their vaccination status in order to serve them coffee. I kept my restaurant closed for in-person dining under threat of jail again and contempt of criminal contempt of court because the government was asking me to do something that was illegal. It was illegal for restaurants to ask people their medical status in order to enter. Have we ever asked anybody, hey, uh, do you have a vaccination record for uh, hepatitis or um, do you have proof of? that you're not infected with syphilis? Or do you have proof that you don't have tuberculosis to come in this establishment? No, we have never done that. Do you know why? It's because it's illegal. And yet, we had a premier and MLAs and an AHS bureaucracy that demanded we break the law. Well, the people of Alberta have spoken and they have said, we expect the government to protect an individual's right to privacy and confidentiality of their healthcare information, period. This one was great, and it went right along with the Premier's guarantee that parents would have the last say in decisions uh, regarding their children. If you haven't seen that speech, watch it. It was good. It was great. Uh, The UCP believes the government of Alberta should require teachers, schools, and school boards to obtain the written consent of the parent guardian of of a student under the age of 16 prior to changing the name and or pronouns used by the student. Now, there are people out there. They're going to say, what about the vulnerable children? Guess what? Parents love their children more than the school does. There are sad cases out there where children don't get support uh, from their parents that they need. But there are piles of programs out there and resources available to those kids. So what this policy says is we expect our legislators to make sure that we know as parents what's going on with our children because we love them. And if they're going to do something like changing their name or pronouns or gender we need to know about it because we're their parents not the government uh this was a resolution uh, that was uh, uh, to remove diversity equity and inclusion offices at all public university why is that the diversity, equity and inclusion offices of colleges, universities and post-secondary institutions have become the enforcement arm of woke ideologues on campuses. By removing them, it will become much easier to affect changes from 202.4a, which intends to guarantee freedom of speech on campuses. So if you don't know what's going on with uh, in this regards, look at what's happening with Jordan Peterson. The he's actually now th- this guy. He's a he's a master of his field. He's he's one of the greatest minds in in his field uh, that that we've that we've seen. He's written hundreds, thousands of papers, taught thousands of people, and and contributed to society in ways that it's hard to even imagine. And he's being told that he has to be reprogrammed so that he's you know more in line with diversity, equity, and inclusion. And it's just unreal. There's been instances where um, students are docked grades because they fail to participate in uh, the DEI um, woke BS in the universities. And we shouldn't be having any of it. So that's a policy that passed. Uh, here's another one that's people are going to be yelling about. We're, we said that we don't want the government to promote or expand MAID. Particularly, we don't want the government to support expanding MAID for people with mental health issues. Even as a conservative, I completely understand that there are cases where people, you know, at end of life, they have they're living in constant pain and they don't want to do that, and that's that's their choice. However. When we're talking about mental health or mental health issues or mental illness and using that like euthanizing people because they, you know, they they have their mental capacity isn't the same as ours. That's just wrong. That's basically having the state become the guardian of those people because, you know, people with mental health, health issues or mental illness, they're, they're not fit to stand trial. How can they be fit to decide if they want to commit suicide or not? um that's it's just not right so that's what they're saying uh the ucp the the members aren't saying they want to get rid of maid they're saying maid should not be expanded into people with mental health issues or people under legal age by the way that one was with uh i don't think that one passed Ah. The United Conservative Party believes the government of Alberta should prohibit any land use or development planning initiatives that would restrict movement of residents as per Section 6 of the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedom. So uh, in this country and in this province, we have mobility rights. We're allowed to travel freely. Nobody's allowed to tell us we can't leave or or go or whatever. Um, We're free to move about. And there is some planning in the works where, uh, specifically in the UK, they have, which they don't have a charter of rights and freedoms, by the way. Specifically in the UK, their city planning includes zones that you aren't allowed to travel in or out of at certain times or whatever. Uh, Their mobility is being restricted in the name of climate change. That's where this whole 15 minute city thing came from. The idea is that if we have cities where you don't have to travel, Uh, your carbon footprint will be reduced and everybody will benefit for it. It's ludicrous. Um, We're still going to be having the elite traversing the globe in their private jets. And it's going to do nothing to change anything climate or environment wise. But what it would do is give any government some very strong leverage against the people. Oh, you don't like our policy? Well, oh, climate change is getting worse. Um, You can't leave your zone, that type of thing. So we want the provincial government to affirm our mobility rights. That's all we're asking. No municipal planning that separates your city into zones where you can't leave at certain times. Um, It's not happening. And that passed. Uh, We passed a resolution saying that we do not want electronic vote tabulation in this province. No voting machines, no tabulators. Count them by hand, like it's been done, it works. Uh, it's it's way harder to, to, to have a fraudulent election, and we just, we don't want to risk it at all. So uh, no electronic tabulators. Ah. The UCP believes that the government of Alberta should support the establishment of a digital bill of rights that outlines the following rights. The right to privacy, including the protection of personal data and the ability to control its use. The right to free expression and access to information without censorship or surveillance, Facebook. The right to security, including protection against cyber attacks and breaches. The right to transparency, including clear and understandable terms and conditions for digital services. Yeah, who's read those 42 page EULAs? I haven't. The right to due process, including fair treatment and legal recourse in the event of digital violations. So this one's interesting. There's a lot of people that are very upset that the digital age is here. Uh, Well, guess what? It's here. We are in the fifth industrial, fourth industrial revolution, and it is the digital revolution. The important thing is well, first off, you have to realize that progress says these things will happen and you cannot stop it. Uh, There's a lot of benefit and a lot of convenience offered to us through digital everything. But with that comes a risk. There's a risk of the tyrants using that in order to enslave. That's what's happened all across history. And it isn't until we pass laws and legislation to protect ourselves in the new era that things get better. So what we're saying is the digital age is here and we need to make sure that we are protected as we go through, uh, as we, as we go into this new era. Now, this has a lot of, um, there's a lot more to this than, than, than meets the eye. And, I think we should actually, we did a webinar on this not too long. You should check it out. But we should talk about this a little bit more because some of these things on there, if we legislate this, as in uh, the right to free expression and access to information without censorship or surveillance, well, you know, that would mean that in Alberta, it's illegal for uh, fact checkers to censor your stuff because they don't agree with the, or you don't agree at the Press Progress article, that type of thing. Moving on. Uh, Infringement protection resolution. That's a long one. You're gonna have to read it yourself, it's number 15. Here's uh, one that I was pretty happy about. Resolution 16, the UCP believes the government of Alberta Alberta should enshrine the doctor-patient relationship by protecting Alberta physicians from undue third party interference to neither compel physicians to prescribe treatments nor prohibit them from prescribing treatments and to include the right of physicians to prescribe off-label label medications using their best discretion with the informed consent of the patient that's something that's been done for decades and with that there's been some serious advances in medicine for instance aspirin at one time was an off, used off label to save people who were having a heart attack or prevent heart attacks it wasn't decades until decades later that it was labeled and approved for that use so we've done this forever if this policy had been legislation four years ago there would have been thousands and thousands of alberta lives saved And there would have been millions of people's lives not affected by restrictions and mandates. There would have been tens of thousands of businesses that likely would still exist. And we would be billions and billions of dollars uh, less debt. This one is huge. Oh, yeah. So what I was getting at is that doctors would have been allowed to save people's lives with ivermectin, like they did in other countries all across the globe successfully. Take that, YouTube. UCP believes that the government of Alberta should support a comprehensive bill of parental rights, which ensures that all legislation will recognize and support parents' rights to be informed of and in charge of all decisions to do with all services paid for by the province, including education and healthcare. The UCP believes the government of Alberta should encourage increased nitrogen production in our petrochemical sector to reduce costs and improve the availability of fertilizer for Alberta farmers. Now, this will put us completely at odds with the federal government and their 30% nitrogen, nitrogen reduction goal. And things like this compounded may, in fact, end up triggering a constitutional crisis, which will either force the Constitution to be opened and amended to accommodate Alberta's wishes and desires, or it will fuel the fire of Alberta independence. Either way, it needs to happen and it will happen. So this one did not pass. It was a school voucher system basically saying that the funding follows the students and it's, it gets rid of the uh, calculations for school boards. And it says like, you know, you have a kid going to school, you get the, the money that would have otherwise gone to the school. The problem with it was that it didn't, it wasn't clear enough and it didn't, it didn't make sure that homeschool, uh, wouldn't be subject to like being forced to use the Alberta curriculum because that's why a lot of parents homeschool is because they don't like the curriculum so this is going to have to come back next year uh, with wording that protects homeschoolers and doesn't punish parents for for not uh, wanting to use the government curriculum so this one didn't pass Uh, This resolution 20 uh, says that uh, UCP believes the government of Alberta should ensure that teachers, schools, school boards and third parties providing services to kindergarten to grade 12 schools do not provide access to materials of a sexual, racist or abusive nature, including but not limited to books, handouts, online materials and live events that are not part of the Alberta program studies. You know what? I can't remember if this one passed or not. This was uh, it was a fairly heated debate. And the problem I had with this resolution was that it says materials of a sexual, racist, or abusive nature. I don't think it passed. Um, now, if schools don't provide access to materials of a of a racist nature, there's a lot of our literature from 100 or 200 years ago that they wouldn't be able to read because by today's standards, uh, everybody was everybody was racist 200 years ago. So anything written pretty much before 1990. Um, would be unavailable in school, and that would uh, be be pretty detrimental. So I think this needs to change and just prevent uh, pornographic sexual material from being distributed to minors in any government-funded or administered uh, institutions. Here we go. UCP believes that the government of Alberta should not support the establishment of solar farms in the areas of Agriculture Canada Land Inventory, Class 1, 2, or 3 soils. So, leave our farmland alone. Now, this isn't saying that you can't put solar panels on your farm. This is saying that the government won't support your solar farms. So, taxpayers are not going to pay... For you to put solar panels on your farmland instead of growing food in a world where millions of people starve every day. Uh, A resolution passed to end provincial funding for supervised consumption sites. Again, this one was very heated. Now, if you look at the statistics, um, the supervised consumption sites have not done any good for Alberta. And as a matter of fact, it's been detrimental almost everywhere they've been put in. Uh, The other side of this coin is that there are people who are at risk if they don't have these sites. But my question would be why would a responsible society provide millions of dollars of funding for a band aid to put over an axe wound? Why are we providing, why are we spending millions of dollars treating a symptom of a disease and not dealing with the disease? Would it not be more responsible to actually get the people that need those consumption sites the real help they need, which would be um, uh, like rehab that doesn't cost $30,000 a month? Maybe we should be paying for that instead of paying for consumption sites. And for those people with addiction issues that um, need their drugs to survive or need to be, you know, under the direction of a, of a physician so they can get off it slowly or whatever. Maybe we should be paying for that instead of just paying for consumption sites. Um, you know, uh, an, an, an NDP thing would be saying, oh, we need to help these people. We need to make sure they're protected because they're vulnerable. So let's put millions of dollars into this. And by the way, our union friends can run these facilities and we'll make sure the money goes to them and they can get rich. Uh, a responsible conservative would say, well, Let's fix this problem and and cure the disease instead of just pouring money into it and, and making your friends rich. That, so that's that's kind of where this is going. Uh, this resolution uh, changed the wording of the transportation corridor that we wanted to Churchill to Port Nelson, I believe. Was that it? Yeah, Port Nelson. Yeah, change it from Churchill to Port Nelson. So this is about transportation corridors and infrastructure corridors, and it's a it's a great idea. I hope it can get off the ground. Anyway, uh, I don't know if I can't remember if that one passed. Make the Alberta Human Rights Tribunal and all other administrative and regulatory body hearings subject to the same rules of evidence and burden of proof as followed by the courts. I believe that one passed. Repeal the no-fault insurance in Alberta and return to tort-based. I don't think that one passed either. This one was very heated. Uh, The resolution was to protect inmates who were female at conception and are housed at correctional and remand centres for women operated by Alberta's correctional services by refusing to house any inmate who was male at conception at said correctional and remand centres. Now. A trans woman on the no side said, no, she doesn't disagree with the idea of this, but had an issue with the word uh, female at conception, which I would too, It should actually say birth. So she was, she was right about that. But the idea was um, we need to do something to accommodate, uh, to accommodate trans women uh, in order to protect them and the women in the institutions. So that one did pass. Uh, there was another policy resolution to re-index support services like AISH uh, because inflation is ridiculous. So the the last index that was done for these services doesn't make any sense. And it's uh, it's hurting people that rely on the payments. So that passed as well. Why? Because conservatives are compassionate, that's why. And then the map. So. That was, I didn't actually plan on going through all that. I just wanted to talk about a couple of them, but I guess that's how it went. So my point is, yes, these things are, you saw the wording. It says the United Conservative Party believes that the government should. It's not saying the government has to do these things, but guess what? The party and its members, the grassroots of the party, they elect the legislators. And if the legislators aren't staying true to the values of the party that the the party wants them to, uh, they'll be replaced. And that's simple. So you can see why I was excited about this AGM. There's a lot of things in there that we've been talking about for the last three years. There's a lot of issues that we've identified and uh, said to the government, we want these things fixed. So do this or we'll fire you. China, that's what we said. Um, there's some issues in there that I know for sure can only be achieved through Alberta independence. So, you know, why would I participate? Well, we heard that Alberta Albertans want the benefits that independence or sovereignty have to offer. I believe that's what people are really after really after Alberta to be sovereign as in chart our own course, get out of our business. Uh, And and if we want that independence might be the only tool we have to achieve it. Now, this is great trying to stand on our own and do things provincially, but I don't think that the federal government is going to stop pushing on Alberta and pushing on the West. I think we need to be prepared and, uh, and, work on on both paths we need to continue to show up and participate in politics however we can and we also have to educate Albertans as to how we can uh, achieve a real solution for these things because there will come a day when the federal government just says sorry no we're just not uh, giving you back your money anymore because you refuse to do xyz whatever anyway I'm going to bed. It's been a long weekend. Harry's pull-out couch is not really all that comfortable. Might have to get a new mattress for that thing. But I only sleep on it once every six months anyway. So, Thanks for watching and thank you to everybody who participated in that. And uh, I hope you felt as hopeful as I did. Now the key is going to be to hold our MLAs and our government accountable to do those things. We can't stop now. We have to keep the pressure on. Because I guarantee you, they're going to have a lot of pressure from the other side. And right now, this province is divided. It's very divided. It's no longer, you know, a 70% versus 30%. It's like 55 to 45 type thing. Uh, So it's very close. And that means we have to be really, really diligent and we have to continue showing up. Some of the votes for the board of directors uh, at the uh, like the provincial board, there was a it was they won by like twelve votes. If that doesn't tell you it's important to show up, I don't know what will. Well, maybe it will tell you that the election was only won by a spread of like twenty three hundred votes or something. We have to show up, and do not ever let anyone tell you like oh. You're, you're a member of the Alberta Prosperity Project. Well, how could you possibly participate in politics and, and be active within the United Conservative Party? Because that's our duty. And if we don't do it, the other side will win. And we really don't want that. Okay. Going to bed. I'm going to do a more formal live stream on this stuff. Uh, hopefully with Kerry, he wasn't feeling too great tonight. Maybe with uh, Dr. Modry, maybe with Leighton Gray, maybe with Jeff Rath, who knows. I'll reach out and see who's available this weekend. Actually, you know what? Maybe we should invite David Parker. Everybody loves David Parker, right? You know what? I I don't care if you don't like him. Uh, He's done a fantastic job on educating people as to the democratic process and why they need to show up. And uh, I commend him for that. Personal faults aside, he's done a fantastic job for Alberta, and, uh, yeah, I have no problem talking to him. So let's see if we can get him on early this week. Night, folks.